0: This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A
1: Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous
2: offers.
1: Alright, so as the D-bags are up right now, I'm not gonna keep the score the entire show. I'm just letting you know if we just start our fourth and final hour, the the D-bags <coughs> backs, excuse me, are up against the fills. Well that's okay when the when the fills score, we're gonna ding the bell and uh, we'll go from there. I'm not gonna interrupt things for the game because I don't wanna jinx anything and anyway, welcome back. Glad you're here, fourth and final hour, of talk radio twelve ten WPHD on Twitter at Rich Zioli. So this guy Tom Emmer, this is bad. All this has come to light here. Let me share with you uh, from the Triadvocate. It's a uh, Triad it Strategies. They are a public affairs, strategic communications, grassroots advocacy issues management consulting firm in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, with offices in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. So, conservative Tom Emmer on the national popular vote. We are proud to bring you this. Triad Strategies Network exclusive interview with Tom Emmer, national traveling spokesperson for the national popular vote campaign. Before you check out the video, we'd like to first introduce you to Emmer, who is one of the top conservative voices for the NPV. When folks discuss the national popular vote, some have argued that it is an initiative designed to benefit the National Democratic Party. Enter Tom Emmer, a three-term Republican state representative who came within 8,000 votes of being elected governor of Minnesota on a platform of smaller government and economic freedom. Emmer was recruited for the gubernatorial run by none other than Michelle Bachman, Sarah Palin and Tim Pawlenty. Emma is a straight shooting, get to the point type of guy who believes the current system of electing the Republican, electing the President of the United States is not working as the founders envisioned and that every candidate should have to run border to border to win the presidency. This is a disaster. This is a disaster. Tony May's exclusive interview with Emmer is below. This is where they got those clips from. In addition, we have broken down the video into several different segments so that you can watch quick videos of Emmer answering specific questions and debunking common myths about the national popular vote. The questions uh, include: Why should Republicans support the national popular vote? You know, let me let me do this for you. Uh, I mean, these are these are long clips, so I I I can't. We could play this the whole thing on the show, but let me give you a little bit of a breakdown here in in all of this and why this came out Um, hans dave Bossi, who's a close ally of former president trump and president of the advocacy group citizens united told the told the new york post the scheme to abolish the electoral college has been a dedicated effort by the radical left for years because they want coastal elites from california and new york to decide the direction of america hans von Spekovsky a former Republican member of the Federal Election Commission and leader of the Conservative Heritage Foundation's Election Law Reform Initiative, said that there's a reason for the Electoral College which forces candidates. You know what, Matt? Why don't we see if he can come on the show tomorrow? Uh, Hans von Spekowski. That'll be good. Uh, Which forces candidates to focus on appealing to swing state voters across the country rather than major population centers. Quote, anyone who supports the national popular vote plan has either contempt for or a basic ignorance of our federal system and the very careful structure that the framers of the Constitution set up to ensure that more rural, less populated states are not ignored by individuals running for president. The initiative was overwhelmingly financed by Democratic donors, according to the Conservative Capital Research Center's Influence Watch, which notes a million-dollar contribution. I shared that with you. It's not clear how much Emmer was paid for being a spokesperson. Let's see if I can – I'm going to send you this clip here. Matt, let me text this over to you. This is from Triad Strategies, and there's a bunch of different clips broken down. So let's see if you can just pull up for me uh the one about why should republicans support the national popular vote i'll send you that one directly and then see if we can play a little bit of that because i i am i'm really the fact that this guy's in the running as speaker and he's got mccarthy's endorsement well the fact that mccarthy's endorsing him doesn't surprise me in the least the fact that they're that he's a serious contender having had having 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 had advocated for a boxing electoral college is to me mind-blowing mind-blowing so he always learn something on this show and we learn things together. Like I said, I haven't done deep dives into all these names because there's t- so many names right now running for speaker that I've told you my first pick out of all of them is Byron Donald's, period. By far. No no question about it. No doubt in my mind about that. But now it makes me understand why Tom Emmer would have come out in 2020 and said he didn't support the um, the election of Joe Biden <clears throat> because or the election results, because he's trying to make up for this. So, Tom, uh, so, Tom, so Matt, do you have that link, the case for why Republicans should support the national popular vote? Uh, I have the link
0: you sent me.
1: Oh, it's wait. a Vimeo, oh, Vimeo.com. Yeah,
0: yeah, give me one second, I'll load it up.
1: I doubt it has curse words in it. I, I can't imagine Tom Emmer was dropping F-bombs with uh, the guy who sat down with him from Triad Strategies, but... With the passage of the national popular vote in California the campaign is now halfway home. The entire video is with Tom Emmer only on the Triad Strategies network. <clears throat> so this is from Wednesday, October 20 uh, Wednesday August 24th, 2011. So it, it goes back a little bit, but I'm going to just uh, just tell me whatever you have it, Matt. and I then we'll just play. It. Yeah, it's about 8 minutes, but um What's let's, what's let's I could jump much, in and yeah. out of it. Let's just take a listen to what he says here.
4: I mean, this is where it, it arises. This is a compact amongst the states. Uh, it was a, uh, a document that was created to provide the foundation for the greatest free country the world has ever seen. And the first misconception about national popular vote is that, that's, that this proposal is somehow going against uh, what the founding fathers intended uh, or against the very language of the Constitution. And it, it is a misconception because that's not accurate uh, in fact article 2 section 1 of the u.s constitution leaves the authority for determining how to award presidential electors we exclusively understand that to the we, states. we got that
1: we know that we know that th- that's up to the states and some states do it by congressional district and some states do it by the winner takes all and some states do it proportionally we understand that that's not what we're talking about here we're not talking about that we're talking about so what is the case for why Republicans should support this? He's, maybe skip ahead a little bit, because we heard that. Maybe skip ahead, and he can explain that.
4: ...impact the electoral college as, as it has been created. Uh, that will not change, nor does it change the state's rights to decide later on that they want to award their electors in a different way. So the Constitution is preserved and intact under a national popular vote. No, it's of not. The money spent in presidential elections today is focused on only 15 states. And in each presidential election, really it comes down to about six, maybe nine, that ultimately determine who the president is going to be. That's not counting every vote equally across the country. In fact, that means the vast uh, majority of this country is flyover country and really doesn't have the same say in the outcome as those six to nine states. George Bush won the national popular vote in that election, 2004, by 3.5 million votes. And yet, If he would have lost 59,000 votes in Ohio, he would have lost the election to John Kerry, despite having over 3.4 million of the uh, advantage in the national popular vote. And I think what that did to a lot of Republicans is they said, you know what, we need to look at this as well, either scenario, the current one that we have, or a national popular vote scenario when you run a presidential campaign, much like you would run your campaign for House or I ran for the uh, uh, governor's office in the state of Minnesota, you have to design a campaign strategy. Unfortunately, under the current system of awarding electors on a winner-take-all basis, uh, it is literally winner-take-all. So it's all or nothing. And they will focus only on those states that will actually swing the electors they need to win the election. Michigan is a great example. Uh, John McCain was not uh, getting any traction. It was clear he was going to lose that state. So overnight, he pulled his entire team out of Michigan, and it doesn't help Republicans across the state. It doesn't help drive I mean, uh, grassroots sense. Oregon.
1: None of this makes any sense. So I understand that a state has the right to award its electoral votes the way it wants, but nobody is suggesting that the founders or the Constitution was thinking that they would do it by national popular vote. Otherwise, why the hell would you have an electoral college? I mean, obviously this is stupid because you wouldn't have an electoral college if it was going to be the national popular vote. When the founders said states can choose how to award their electors, they meant by exactly that. Some states are proportional. Some states are winner-take-all. But it's always based on the votes of the people in that state, you dummy. Well, like, so, so, so Trump wins Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's electors are going to say, well, you know what, we're going to go with who New York picked for president. How does that work? Why would, why would that work? Why? There are different issues. States have different issues. A person running for president has to appeal to those different issues. Obviously, obviously. Now there's something else too here. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out on October 23rd that Emmer was a pathetic coward. He was reacting to a fall from a Daily Beast article that cited an anonymous Republican strategist criticizing somebody. Let me pull up that uh, that that article for you. Inside Trump World's dark obsession with the GOP whip race. So this isn't this isn't an, uh, an old article from when Tom Emmer was running for whip. Why would they have made this guy whip? That's a, that's amazing for me that he made it as far as he has in his conservative. That tells you everything you need to know about Republicans in Congress, does it not? Everybody you need to know. He hired, uh, Banks hired Buckley Carlson to serve as a spokesperson. The anonymous Republican said deep down, Banks dies to be liked by the establishment. He hires Fox News host Tucker Carlson's son, a 24-year-old kid, to be his communications director. He was talking about a Republican member of Congress who hired Tucker's son to be uh, a speaker or to be a communications director. Emmer reportedly attempted to shift blame to a different House office for the anonymous quote, prompting Trump Jr. to write, it was bad enough that rhino Tom Emmer had his henchman attack Tucker Carlson's 25-year-old son to the Daily Beast. But now Emmer is trying to throw the staff of another member of Congress under the bus to cover his own ass. Now, the, the question I have is who's backing him besides Kevin? We heard Kevin McCarthy's backing him. And do me a favor, play again for me, Matt, the clip of Kevin McCarthy backing Tom Emmer. And I mean, this is a, at this point now, Tom Emmer is a hard no, a hard no. No one should be supporting this guy. No one, absolutely no one. Go ahead, take, take we a need listen. someone
5: who understands how to do this job. I believe Tom Emmer, our whip, he's been in the room with all of our successes, from our bills to secure the border, from parents' bill of rights, from cutting $2 trillion, getting work requirements. He knows how to do the job across the street at the same time, helping us win the majority. He's He sets himself head and shoulders above all those others who want to run. We need to get him elected this week and move on and bring this not just party together, but focus on what this country needs most.
2: Let's talk about Tom Emmer. Obviously, you had Steve Scalise, you had Jim Jordan, who couldn't get enough votes. Do you think Tom Emmer will actually be able to get enough votes to be speaker? Because all of my reporting suggests it's an uphill battle.
5: I do. Um, I believe it's going to be an uphill battle. But if you simply look at what's the chaos right now, a wide open southern border, I'm concerned about a cell sitting inside America today. We just caught 18 people just last month on the FBI terrorist watch list coming across our border. More than 160 have done it this year, a record breaking. When we're looking around the Middle East and the uprisings popping up around Europe and others, they could be sleeper cells right now in America, but this administration hasn't done nothing to change what's happening on the southern border. We got government funding where our troops wouldn't be paid sitting here in a month. Tom Emmer has been a part of our successes from not just winning the majority, but being in the room to help us pass a border security. Let me send you another
1: clip here too, Matt, as well, actually. So Tom Emmer, this is very deceiving. Tom Emmer on his Twitter, this guy's a slimeball, two hours ago posted this video of Donald Trump. Now, so Trump was in New Hampshire filing for the primary. And he tweets out Tom Emmer tweets out thank you Mr. President if my colleagues elect me Speaker of the House I look forward to continuing our strong working relationship now I just listened to this I muted my microphone and I listened to this since I had heard the Kevin McCarthy thing at no point here does Trump endorse Tom Emmer for Speaker but he certainly puts it out there and makes people think that Trump is endorsing him for Speaker take take a listen do you have that Matt? go ahead
2: for
1: speaker he hasn't historically been your biggest
4: fan but he is the most likely candidate right now well i think he's my biggest fan now because he told me yesterday and he told me i'm your biggest fan so i don't know about that uh well we're looking at a lot of people and you know i'm sort of trying to stay out of that as much as possible but they'll get it straightened out but no i've always gotten along with him and uh, i get along with all of them really a lot of good people we have a lot of great people Mr.
1: That's not an endorsement of of Tom Emmer. That's certainly not an endorsement of Tom Emmer. He's, he's he's literally saying we're going to look at a lot of people. I don't think anybody can back this this guy after advocating for national popular vote. There's nothing about this that would make me think that that's okay to do. Nothing. I don't think. I, I don't know how anybody could look at this and say that that's okay. He's a disaster. I mean, that'd be a disaster for us for Republicans. It would be a disaster for this for states too. Uh, quite quite frankly, it would be a disaster for states because you would just you would just campaign in states that have big population centers. That's all you would do, and you would never ever the, the needs of of states like Pennsylvania, for example. Th- just take Pennsylvania; it's an energy state where natural gas is an issue, and cl- clearly, obviously, you want a president running in that state who's going to appeal to people in the energy sector, for example. And I think Republicans can win Pennsylvania because. If you run on the Biden green, psycho nutbag green agenda, you're not going to win the state. So, it, Pennsylvania can offshoot another state. And if you run on jobs, for example, like there's an article, I didn't, just, I didn't get to it yet, but the, the automakers are now begging the administration to walk away from the EV mandates because these EV mandates are killing them. These EV mandates. So, you could win Michigan, theoretically, Wisconsin. My, I mean, these are the, the Rust Belt states, as they say. If you can win those states, that can that serves as a way to counterbalance a Democrat winning California and New Jersey and New York. And because you appeal to voters in those states, this is how Trump did it, by talking about things that matter, like their jobs and energy and making America great and not making Greta Thunberg's agenda great. And that's how you win. That's how you counterbalance the lefty states. If you just did it on national popular vote, nobody, nobody would bother trying to win those those states because they don't have enough people in them. So, you know, what you'd get you'd get a lot of Democrats. You'd have you'd have the person who runs a Republican would be a rhino every time. And the argument would be from the National Republican Party. And this is why they would probably love this is, well, we can't elect a conservative as our nominee because we're not going to win the national popular vote. So we need we need to make sure we nominate a, a moderate so-called moderate. So then you, you you would you would get stuck with every time the Republican establishment turning around and saying we need a moderate candidate who can appeal to uh, blue states. And that's the only way we'll win. So that person has to be pro-choice and that person has to be uh, I mean, it, the whole list has to believe in climate change. You would basically have two Democrats running against each other. You'd have vanilla versus French vanilla. And the Republican establishment would be fine with that. They would. There's a lot of pro-abortion Republicans out there. You know, they'd be fine with that. So this Tom Emmer is a disaster. This is a hard no for this guy. Hard no. Anybody who advocated for this national popular vote, it would destroy this country. And to say that it's compatible with the Constitution, no, it's not. If 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 it was compatible with the Constitution, why would there be an electoral college? Why would there be an electoral college? All right, we we got, a, we got a lot to talk about, obviously. I'm, Scott is going to stop by. He's trying to campaign right now uh, in Pennsylvania. We'll talk to him in just a moment, so don't go away.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app.
1: Roll. Sorry, I'm here at Penn State University. Scott Pressler is joining me live from Penn State University. I love it. It's great, buddy. This is an important day. I got to tell you, last time you were on with me, people were so happy, so proud. that you got a lot of fans out there cheering you on for all the great work you're doing. Why is today so significant, Scott Pressler?
0: Well, I'm here. I made this an important part of my Pennsylvania trip because today, today, the 23rd, is the last day to register to vote in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania if you would like to vote in the November election. So what I'd like you to do is go to pavoterservices.pa.gov, check your voter registration status to make sure that you are a registered voter. And if you're not, Please make sure to do so before midnight tonight, because otherwise you won't be able to vote in this November's critical and uh, crucial election.
1: All right. And, and and we talked about a very important candidate, Car- Carolyn Carluccio, who's running for Pennsylvania Supreme Court. We got to get her in there, Scott. It's, it's 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 so important. We have to get her to win.
0: Well, you know, I was that uh, I was that slippery rock the other day for something called Village Fest. And there were all these vendors and there were 10,000 people we're all milling about or in close proximity. Everybody's happy and doing well. And, you know, I had a sign out there that said, no mask mandates, no lockdowns, freedom, you know, and I was using that message to really show people, if you want to continue living this way, if you want to continue to have this freedom where we can celebrate each other, then we cannot allow partisan, blue-robed liberals on the Supreme Court, because is it possible that under Governor Shapiro, a Democrat, they try to impose lockdowns or mask mandates again? Yes, we saw Congressman Jamal Bowman pull a fire alarm just to get his way. It is very evident to me that Democrats will do whatever they need to in order to achieve power. And so if you want an independent mind on the Supreme Court, if you want to make sure that we have the freedom here in Pennsylvania to keep our businesses and schools and churches open, then vote for Judge Carolyn Carluccio for Supreme Court.
1: Yeah, well said. Well said, Scott Pressler. It's so important. You, you got You got to do it that way. It has to be done. And tell, tell me about the reaction you're getting when you're when you're going around and you're talking to people um, and you're having all these conversations with them like at Penn State. Uh, what are they saying? Are they excited?
0: Well, you know, uh, there's a lot of, I think,
1: complacency with the students.
0: I mean, look, they got a lot going on. Uh, I'm sure they have. Jobs, maybe even two jobs to pay for Joe Biden's unaffordable gas, his unaffordable food, you know, and their unaffordable housing. So they have a lot on their mind, their classes, everything. But I'm telling them, if you don't want the lockdowns again, then you need to vote. And more importantly, look at what Joe Biden's doing right now. We're about to go to war. And who is going to be fighting Joe Biden's wars? It's young people, yeah. they will be on the front line. And so when I ask people, are you registered to vote? And they say, yeah. I said, are you registered for the draft? And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, well, look, Hamas is attacking Israel. We didn't have that four years ago under President Trump. Look at Putin invading Ukraine. Noticeably, we didn't have that four years ago under President Trump. It is weak and feckless leadership under Joe Biden and the Democrats, which is why we're in this mess today. And if they want to fix it, then I'm asking them and encouraging them to vote conservatively, to vote Republican.
1: Yeah, good. Good for you, Scott Pressler. That's really important. And it's important that they know that they would be the ones b- being sent overseas. They, they have to know that. You know, it's it's very easy for politicians like Lindsey Graham and others to stand up there and scream about opening up three fronts of war. But if that happens, it's going to be the very college kids you're talking to are going to be the ones that get, that get shipped out there. And, and, and people listening need to understand that. Conservative leadership is going to protect our country because peace through strength is what we want. And this administration right now is projecting. I mean, yesterday Biden's walking on the beach. Scott Presser, he's walking on the beach. What image does that send to the world of the commander in the chi- and, and, and chief having a beach walk in the middle of all this?
0: Stand where our men were blown up and they died. Wasn't he the same guy that was watching his watch, like he couldn't wait to get out of there? While we see the flag draped over the coffins. This is clearly a man that doesn't care about us. Otherwise, he would secure the border. He would stop 300 Americans dying from fentanyl. He would make sure that illegal aliens are not coming into our country and copying crimes. He would be making sure that the American people are protected and he can't even gain to do anything but go on the beach in Delaware and vacation. He's an embarrassment to our country.
1: You, we had four years of peace when Donald Trump was president. I, I saw that you, went, I mean, you were in state college earlier on Twitter today. You, you, you posted, and again, Scott is hashtag the persistence at Scott Pressler on X. Uh, and uh, y- you know, you mentioned we got four years of peace under President Trump, and college students they may hate Trump, they may not have liked his tweets, but they they got to remember that. Hey,
0: thank you. I didn't mean to be rude. I'm sorry. No, you're talking, and you're talking so, to, you're
1: doing your thing. I love it.
0: No, no, no. The, well, and you know what? When you start to explain things and make it relevant, I think that's our most important thing we have to do as Republicans make it relevant to yes. the mo- voter, make it relatable to the voter. How is this going to impact them? Like, for example, one thing with the illegal immigration, Pennsylvania is not a border state, the Arizona, Texas, et cetera. But we had an illegal alien recently that killed his lover, escaped from jail here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So that issue just became relatable when we're able to explain it in that context. And that's what Republicans have to do better.
1: No, you're exactly right. And you mentioned the border. You know, there's a story, I'm sure you've seen it's out today, uh, that Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists could already be in the United States, according to a Department of Homeland Security report. And uh, it was a Daily Caller News Foundation that found this memo was sent by the San Diego Field Office Intelligence Division of Customs and Border Protection, uh, saying that, you know what, these individuals may already be here. It said, San Diego Field Office Intelligence Unit assesses that individuals inspired by or reacting to the current Israel Hamas conflict may attempt travel to or from the area of hostilities in the Middle East via circuitous transits across the southwest border. When you're there on these college campuses, Scott Pressler, and you see the rise of anti-Semitism that's happening, we've been talking a lot about that. What are you, what are you, what are you hearing from people? What are you hearing from college students about their feelings on Israel right now?
0: Well, you know what? Number one, our our country, our elected officials are a bunch of fools. And, and truly, like Joe Biden, they don't care because, as you just said, we literally have terrorists sneaking into our country. I saw the other day that the number under President Trump was low, and now it's exploded in the number of FBI terror suspect people on the watch list that they caught at the border. Those are the only ones that they caught. How many have gone unnoticed into right. our country? How many terrorist cells do we have? But, you know, fortunately here at Penn State, I haven't seen a lot of the anti-Israel bias, but I think it's very clear. What we need to talk about better is, this is important, everybody understands, Rich, Jewish Democratic vote. Excuse me, let me let me phrase this better. Jews for Democrats equals rockets for Hamas. When the members of the Jewish community vote for Democrats, they are funding Iran and they're funding Therefore funding Hamas and therefore funding the attacks against Israel. And the Jewish community really needs to understand that they are funding terrorism when they vote for Democrats like President Obama and Joe Biden that have handed over billions to Iran.
1: All right. Today's the last day to register to vote in Pennsylvania. Scott Presser, one more time, what is that website for people to go and, and look it up and make sure that they're they're registered?
0: You can go to PA like Pennsylvania, voter services dot please check your status please register to vote online today and please make a plan to vote for judge carolyn carluccio for the pennsylvania supreme court on tuesday november 7th
1: i mean is she not terrific scott i had her on the show last week i thought she was fantastic i i, I think she's she just everything she says about interpreting the law not making law from the bench i think all of those things she says she, we, we we really got to get her there we need her
0: Well, and all of our candidates, Maria Batista, we got Megan Martin, Judge Smale, vote for all of our judicial candidates. And again, thank you so much for the opportunity today. I'm grateful.
1: Scott Presser, keep up the great work, my friend. Really appreciate it. Take care. And let me tell you about NJDiet.com. NJ Diet is where you want to go to lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days time. That's right. 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days with NJDiet.com. That's what I need you to do. And I need you to do it today because you will be feeling and looking your best right in time for the holidays when everybody's bulking up. And I know we got playoffs and we got, you know, great great games going on. So maybe we're not eating our best. I understand that. But how does 20 to 40 plus pounds of contractually guaranteed weight loss do for you i had a couple friends of mine asked me about it over the weekend and i was actually with my buddy lee Pravorsky, uh our our official jeweler and lee said he did it he said it worked great he said it was amazing lost the weight and he's kept it off now three years later that is what nj diet will do for you and there's locations close by in king of prussia Newark, delaware and cherry hill or right online at njdiet.com. Just go to njdiet.com. You'll lose the weight. You'll feel great because you take supplements that are meant for your body, but there's no shots, there's no hormones, there's no surgery, no horrible prepackaged foods. It's just real natural weight loss and it works. njdiet.com or 855NJ Diet. 8555NJ Diet and lose the weight for good with njdiet.com.
3: Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app.
1: All right, as we continue along here on our fourth and final hour, you know, speaking of college campuses, I was glad to hear Scott Pressler just tell me that uh, at least at Penn State, he's not seeing the horrific anti-Semitic nonsense you're seeing in colleges across the country. Um, Bill Maher on Friday, I think, nailed it when he talked about colleges and higher education. And the elitism and everything else. And his new rule, don't go to college. You know, I was having a conversation today uh, with my buddy, Paul Hackett, who's a painter. And we were talking about kids going to work for a living. You know, learning the trades. Learning to do something where they can make money and have a living and not be indoctrinated in college. and, And how important that's getting more and more each and every day and i think about it i think about it all the time you know we we don't need to necessarily send everybody to college and i know i i got three kids i mean it's it's top of mind for me in in thinking about a keeping them from being indoctrinated B making sure that they will be able to have a, a good living one day in life but more and more people are turning around and saying you know the answer is not Going to college, the answer is learning a trade. It's it's doing something that you can build a business around, and not walking out of college with hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and uh, a Starbucks card. But we're, but, I mean, a, a, like but literally a Starbucks credit card that you owe thousands and thousands of dollars each month on because your salary at Starbucks doesn't cover the bills. Here's a little bit of Bill Maher from Friday Night.
6: And finally, Rule, as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. Don't go to college. (laughs) And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college, because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. There are few, if any, positives to come out of what happened in Israel, but one of them is opening America's eyes to how higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas. Among them, the simplistic notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed. In the case of Israel, oppressors being babies and bubba's. The same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers at the murdered, and then it was off to ethics class. (laughs) Now, Now, I recognize that a certain amount of foolishness is expected of college kids, but Mixing Jägermeister and tomato juice isn't the same as siding with terrorists. (laughs) 34 student groups at Harvard signed a letter that said the apartheid regime is the only one to blame, proving they don't know what constitutes apartheid. They don't know much of anything, actually. But it doesn't deter them from having an opinion. They've convinced themselves Israel is the most repressive regime in history because they have no knowledge of history or even a desire to know it. And actual history doesn't come up in their intersectionality of politics and gender queer identities class.
1: And by the way, how many people in Hamas would love to kill every person who either teaches that intersectionality and gender studies class or, or takes it? Or there's a student in that class, right? I mean, the point is that we don't teach American history anymore, we teach woke nonsense. College is indoctrination camp. I've been saying that for years. It's indoctrination camp, particularly leftist indoctrination camp in these Ivy League elite colleges.
6: Now, to be fair, at least five of the student groups have rescinded what they signed, saying they didn't read the letter closely. (laughs) And they promised not to make that mistake again after they graduate and start running the world. But I I actually believe them that they didn't read the letter closely. I think they scanned it, said it was blaming Israel, and went back to surfing TikTok. (laughs) Because college life today is a day spa combined with a North Korean re-education camp. It's a daycare center with a meal plan, except the toddlers can fire the adults. The fact that college presidents who usually love to speak out about anything couldn't find their voice to condemn the worst attacks in the Holocaust is a lot about who really controls colleges and why, if ignorance is a disease, Harvard Yard is the Wuhan wet market.
7: Boom.
1: Boom. Love it. That's a great joke. Very, very good joke. Uh, Finally, i got to give my buddy Johnny Cook a shout-out. He he gave a, a great link to an article from National Public Radio how gas utilities used tobacco tactics to avoid gas stove regulations. Can you believe that? Gas, tobacco tactics. In the late 1960s, natural gas utilities launched Operation Attack. I would play it for you, but I don't want to bore you. Uh, and if you're driving right now, I don't, I don't want to put you to sleep. So I'll just share this with you. In the late 1960s, Natural gas utilities launched Operation Attack, a bold marketing campaign to bring lots more gas stoves into people's kitchens. The gas utilities called Operation Attack their most ambitious advertising and merchandising program ever. But as it got underway, concerns were becoming public about indoor pollution from gas stoves, including household levels of nitrogen dioxide. (gasps) You know, I refuse to cook on an electric stove, right? You know that. I refuse. I refuse. This is, this is this is again, this is the, the lie of the left. Around the same time, Dr. Carl Shai, a federal public health researcher, was looking into the health effects of nitrogen dioxide and published a study showing that families exposed to greater levels of the air pollutant nitrogen dioxide outdoors had higher rates of respiratory illness than families in less polluted areas. The research caught the attention of the gas utility industry, and they asked Shai for a meeting. When they met, Shai heard from the gas industry something Americans are now learning about more than 50 years later, the potential health risks from cooking with gas stoves. They are the ones who told me that the gas stoves produce nitrogen dioxide because of their high temperature. Oh, so maybe you don't stand right by them and breathe into it. Hmm. huh? The gas industry argued the opposite, asserting that range hoods could clear up this pollution. And it has contended that fumes from cooking food are more of a problem than the fossil fuel pollution of nitrogen dioxide. The narrative was part of a lengthy campaign by gas utility industry to popularize gas stoves. Yet, as it advertised the appliance, the industry also financed its own research into the potential harms from cooking with gas. Those industry-backed reports confused consumers and muddy the science that regulators Shut up. I cook on gas, you cook on gas, gas stoves are great, and people are not dropping dead of nitrogen dioxide poisoning. Stop it. But you know what's happening right now? This is all because the, the EPA, is, it's underway right now, the EPA, Richard Tromka, that little fat little troll from the Consumer Product Safety Commission, they are dying to ban gas stoves. They're dying to do this. Nitrogen dioxide is a reddish-brown gas and is a key element of smog. It can irritate airways and may contribute to the development of asthma, according to the EPA. Exposure to higher concentrations over short periods also can aggravate respiratory diseases such as asthma. So you see, what they're doing here is they're setting up, this is, this is the setup to the ultimate ban of your gas stove. And I've told you before, and I've said it again, it's not that people are going to come and rip the stoves out of your house. You just won't be allowed to buy new ones. And new construction won't be allowed to put natural gas in. Clean burning natural gas. Now, the Association of, uh, of Gas Providers maintains that gas stoves are a minor source of nitrogen dioxide. And it points out that no federal agencies have chosen to regulate the appliances for indoor air emissions. Right. But it downplays widely accepted research showing increased risk of asthma in children who live in homes with gas stoves. Well, maybe because maybe some kids just have asthma and they also have a gas stove. Maybe the two have nothing to do with the other. And the group promotes research it funded that finds no evidence of health problems. But yeah, what is where is the evidence of health problems? Where? You can't find it anywhere. You you just you just keep going back to they basically the entire article just Proposes that the natural gas industry is following the tobacco strategy, which we know that cigarette we know what cigarettes do to you. Everybody knows that. But yet for somehow, since the 1970s, nobody's been smart enough to figure out the natural gas that was going on in your home was killing people. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. How is it that they were so stupid to miss that? Maybe because it's just not there. Maybe it's just not there. I know. It's amazing. Uh, all right. Uh, that's uh, that's it. we got to turn it over to the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. I hope you're enjoying the game. Hope you are uh, having a great day and a great night. We'll be back tomorrow, of course, with you from 3 until 7, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Hopefully, We will not have a game to contend with tomorrow night. Let's keep our fingers crossed. We will not have a game to contend with as the Phillies shut it down once again and we are headed to the Super Bowl. That's my hope. It's my prayer. My solemn vow. I can't make a solemn vow, of course, but that's what I'm hoping for. Have a great night. Keep a conversation going on Twitter. At Rich Zioli. See ya. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons 3-7. Talk Radio
3: 1210. WPHT and on the free Odyssey app.